Alright, welcome to Daniel K's Let's Play is I'm gonna play Euro Truck Simulator. So I'm just gonna unmute the audio. This is the Euro Truck Simulator music playing, the lobby music. I'm in the menu. Uh let's let me just hit drive and see whereabouts I'm situated. Uh Friday, twelve forty. I guess that means PM. Free as the wind is the current job. And I believe last time I left you, good listeners, I was in Bratislava, the Slovakian capital city. Bratislava. I apologize to all the Bratislavans listening for calling your fine capital city Bratislavia for the entirety of the previous episode. What a dickhead I am. What a ginormous dickhead. I, I yeah, yep, yep, I just got it wrong. Uh, okay, so I've entered the menu again. Let's look at the job market. Let's hit up the freight market and let's look at what things are leaving Slovakia today. Leaving Bratislava. And I want to head into Austria. I don't want to go back. I'm in the Czech Republic. I wish I could go down into Hungary, but there's nothing in Hungary. There's no cities in Hungary. A fun uh, geography fact. So there's actually no cities in Hungary and no freight market. Uh, but Austria, there's tons of cities. Yeah, fun fun geographical fact. Three, four, five. There's six cities in Austria. Okay. Oh, sawdust panels to Graz in Austria. Graz. Uh, tractors to Prague, no. Linz in Austria. Peas to Graz. Oh, I could take pesticides to Linz. Uh, Linz. Lots of jobs going to Linz. Now, Linz is kind of in the north of uh, Austria, kind of up the top, and then Graz is right down the bottom in the south of Austria, where it borders... Is that Croatia? No. It's not... The the name of the country bordering Austria is not on the map. Maybe that is Croatia. Is that Croatia? No, or is Croatia the long, the one with all the coast? No, yeah, Croatia's the one with all of this coastline down here, and this other little one here is not Croatia, is it? Hmm. Hang on, okay, let me let me look into what this this thing I'm looking at is. This country here. Wait a second. Typing in Adriatic countries into Google. Because I know that's the Adriatic Sea. Okay, here's a map. The countries. Slovenia? Okay, well, I was never going to guess it was Slovenia. Yeah, Croatia is the one who is, frankly, <laughs> hogging all of the coastline. Croatia looks like a... Cr- like, the, this shape is ridiculous. Croatia, what are you doing? Croatia looks like a... I don't know. Uh, it's like a it's like a little normal European country, but then with this little weird... Uh, like, arm which reaches out to the ocean and then extends into this huge, crazy, weird limb which just takes up all the side of the Adriatic Sea, uh, the opposite side to Italy, what Italy is on. Cut that out, Croatia. Look at, look, Bosnia and Herzegovina are there. They could have some coastline. They've got, like, no coastline. Poor Slovenia. Slovenia. I want to learn more about Slovenia. 
Alright, fucking uh, editor Dan, do your fucking shit about Slovenia, I don't know. Ah, Slovenia. Hello everyone, it's me, editor Dan. I'm here to talk to you a little bit about Slovenia. Um, if you don't really want to hear about Slovenia, then hey, uh, here's the time code for what time you should skip to if you don't want to hear more about Slovenia. Because I'm about to talk about Slovenia. Um, oh boy, where do I even start? I've just done a big old uh, deep dive on Slovenia, just like I kind of did for Slovakia last episode of the Euro Truck Simulator series. But uh, unlike Slovakia, like Slovakia is fine, but Slovenia, I really like Slovenia. I feel a real affinity for Slovenia and the Slovene people and, and Slovenian history and art and culture. Oh boy, Slovenia. Uh, I guess I'll start by saying, hey, the music that you're listening to now is a Slovenian polka song. It might sound to you familiar, maybe. Uh, because Slovenian-style polka is the most common, I think, form of polka in America. It, it might sound kind of Germanic to you, like a German style of music, uh, and that's partially because Slovenia is a, a, a kind of German-style country, even though it's historically a Slavic nation of, of Slavic people. Uh, it, it was part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire for hundreds of years uh, before that crumbled after World War One, uh, and so they have like a weird like German history and a German language history as well as their uh, Slovenian language um, and there are a lot of Slovenians who emigrated to America uh, and the child of two such Slovenian immigrants was this guy called Frankie Jankovic and he took uh, polka music like this this song you're listening to now is by the Ensemble Bratov Avsenik, or the Avsenik Brothers Ensemble. It's called Na Golici. Uh, and Frankie Jankovic really kind of popularized Slovenian polka music in, uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, and in the Midwest in general. Uh, Frankie is an interesting character. No relation to Weird Al Jankovic, but he was active in the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s making polka music. Uh, he almost lost his hands and feet in the Battle of the Bulge. He was a soldier in World War II and he got frostbite in the Battle of the Bulge. And the doctor said, hey buddy, we're going to need to amputate your, all your fingers and toes. And he was like, no, I love my polka. I need to keep my fingers and toes, otherwise I can't make it this polka music. Like that, and luckily he managed to fight off gangrene and use his fingers to play lots of polka music for all the American people who loved to donate it up and gave him Emmy Awards and Grammy Awards and whatever other awards there are. Yeah. Um, Slovenia, like a lot of other European uh, countries and cultures, has a long history of classical music composing as well, and so hey, here's some of that. Uh, this is more modern classical. This is a composition from the 60s because I don't really, I don't know, don't really go in for classical music, which isn't modern classical. Um, this is this guy called Uros Krek, 
And let's just have a little listen to Uros Krek's song. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? This song's about his dad who died. And it's from the 60s, like I said. Um, so check out Uros Krek. He's probably on Spotify, I don't know. I found this on YouTube after reading about him, and I really like it. Uh, they, yeah, also have a few musicians, classical musicians, who make more difficult modern classical music, more difficult than this. And it's the kind of thing, like, I've listened to quite a bit of modern classical music, which is, like, supposed to be atonal and weird. Like, uh, uh Goretzky, uh, Ori Goretzky, is that him? Uh, yeah, for, made all the music for The Shining. Uh, hi everyone, it's, uh, Editor Editor Dan here, just butting in to correct Editor Dan. Uh, I just said Ori Goretzky, I meant Christoph Pendrychki, I'm sorry. What an absolute knob I am. Another good example is Bella Bartok. Uh, or film music composer Jerry Goldsmith, or 12-tone composer Arnold Schoenberg, Schoenberg. They're all the kind of... They're who I'm talking about, like atonal, weird, uh, European experimental classical music, which gets put in film scores a lot. Um, And, hey, also, get ready to hear me say uh, popular against instead of popular amongst. Like a fucking dickhead! Anyway, back to Editor Dan. Giorgio Leggetti, you know, the atonal music is pretty big and popular, especially in, like, horror movies and stuff, and so it has this kind of cult following against internet dickheads like me. But uh, in Slovenia, there was this guy called Vinko Globoka, and he made, like, difficult atonal music, uh, but it kind of sounds like this. Right? This is Vinko Globoka. Hey, let, let's have more of a listen to it, huh? Vosu poet Homer. You'll notice, it's kind of goofy. And I think that goofiness is something that's missing from a lot of, like, difficult, atonal classical music. Uh, yeah, uh, here's another composition of his, just to change it up a little bit. Uh, he's kind of like a jazz-influenced, uh, difficult, atonal, modern classical musician, so this is him sort of 
I think, improvising alongside some kind of engine, I guess? But yeah, check out Vinko Globacar, he's definitely on Spotify. Um, hey, should we talk about Slovenia itself? Slovenia, uh, did I say this? It's a country of two million people, so that's pretty small. Uh, compared with Slovakia, who I talked about uh, last episode, uh, Slovakia is like five or six million, so Slovenia is, is a fraction of that. And also, coincidentally, two million is the population of Western Australia, my, my home state. Uh, Slovenia, I'd say if you are going to go to Slovenia, or if I was going to go to Slovenia, I'd check out Lake Bled. Lake Bled looks beautiful. It's like, um, I, I've probably changed to some different music in the background, because I can't imagine that weird engine music going along. Maybe I haven't. Hey, fuck it. Just, yeah, let's listen to the engine music while I talk about lovely travel plans, huh? Lake Bled is this beautiful, like, calm, clear lake. I think near Ljubljana, the capital city of Slovenia, but maybe it's not near Ljubljana. I think it is, though. But yeah, Lake Bled has an island with a church on it in the middle of it. Uh, And the church is real old and nice, and it has these stone steps which go right down into the water, and you can swim from the banks of Lake Bled all the way to uh, the island with the church. And it just looks really nice and sweet, and it's kind of green and forested around the lake. And there's a beautiful valley in, in Slovenia, which is, you know, kind of mountainous. And I think it has an alpine region as well. It borders Austria uh, and Italy, uh, as well as uh, Croatia and probably somewhere else as well. It's got an interesting history. I'm, I'm going to talk about the art of Slovenia a little bit. I told you this is going to go long, but uh, briefly the history of Slovenia... Um, it was part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire for ages, uh, until that crumbled. In the 1800s, there had been enough of a sort of Slovenian national cultural movement, uh, kind of like reinvigorating the Slovenian language traditions, and like authors started writing in in, uh, Slovene, and there was like a movement to standardize the Slovene language, which had previously been like a vernacular, which was like taken over by the German language of Austro-Hungary. Um, and so when Austro-Hungary fell, uh, there was a Slovenian... Uh, uh, yes, Slovenia became its own country very briefly. And then it decided to form into Yugoslavia, along with uh, Croatia and Serbia. Those three big kind of nations formed into Yugoslavia. And their history is kind of interesting and really rocky, particularly at the end, but also kind of in the middle a little bit. But Slovenia managed to escape all the real trauma and tragedy of of the Yugoslavian history. Slovenia was uh, economically very well off, like more than a lot of Yugoslavia. It was quite an industrialized nation, and so its uh, production really supported Yugoslavia through the history of Yugoslavia. Like, less than 10% of the Yugoslavian population, Slovenia outputted a quarter of the whole uh, nation's export, and, like, really held the economy up. Um, 
yeah, Slovenia was uh, it, it sort of declared independence from Yugoslavia around 1990 or 91, and there was a very brief war called the Ten Day War, where a couple people died in little conflicts with the, the Yugoslavian National Army, like 60 deaths on both sides total. Uh, mostly because Yugoslavia had become more and more like Serbian centralized and like uh, Slovodan Milosevic the uh, Serbian uh, Yugoslavian leader kind of didn't really want to allow too much uh, independence in the in the Yugoslavian states and so Slovenia got out of the deal relatively easily after the 10 day war like Slovenia was like okay we're out we're in the European Union now and like we're cool we're, we're cool everyone we're okay we're Slovenia uh, and then the Yugoslavian wars really started in earnest with uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina and uh, and Kosovo and, and Croatia and all this misery through the 90s uh, but hey Slovenia uh, Slovenia is cool I guess I'll get back to talking about something I really care about, which is art and painting. Uh, Slovenia has a long history of painting, um, but a lot of it's like pre-modernist paintings. Um, obviously, there's lots of like religious uh, iconography and stuff, but uh, like in the 1800s, it was mostly um, what is it neo neoclassicism, which is this kind of boring. I think beautiful but boring like look back at uh, Roman and Greek uh, art and so you get uh, almost like they're doing the style like uh, of, of like gods and goddesses and this beautiful operatic poetry and these immaculately sort of uh, picturesque women these nude figures holding up apples or branches or whatever posed like mannequins or like they're in a ballet having this high drama uh, lots of like characters from folklore or from 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 history depicted gods and goddesses or whatever. Uh, but then m- modern art in Slovenia, I'd say what you want to look for is uh, there's these guys. Well, this guy uh, Matej or Matej Sternen, he's a very popular Slovenian painter, and he mostly does nudes. He does female nudes, but m- in more of like a modernist style, very like. Uh, I don't know. Very relaxed and like fleshy and real in almost an uncomfortable way. This is like a qualified recommendation. This is that kind of. It, it looks very beautiful and it's very interesting, but it, it's got this kind of awkwardness to it. Uh, of like. You can clearly see that the woman being painted naked is a real human being who had to sit there naked and that she had a real life and she was like, you know, paid to do this or she was this guy's girlfriend or whatever. And it just feels like awkwardly real, but but very beautiful and interesting in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Uh, this other guy though, Richard Jakopic. I'd say he's my favourite Slovenian artist. He's uh, an impressionist painter, but his uh, impressionist paintings kind of border on expressionism, just like the guy I liked in the Slo- the Slovenian no Slovakian uh, episode. Yeah, uh, Richard Jakopic Jakopic does really interesting sort of painty explosions of landscapes, which I really like. There's this other guy as well, Ivan uh, Grohar. 
who's lauded as like a great Slovenian painter. And I don't rate him very highly. All his paintings look like they're painted with milk. They're kind of disgusting and pallid and pale. Everything's like this grey white and sickly and like sloppy and disgusting. So yeah, Ivan Groha, sure, whatever. But Richard Jakopik, yeah, thumbs up. And uh, Matej Sternen, if your thing is female nudes in art, then yeah, he's, he's great, he's good. Um, I'll say one thing that Slovenia has over Slovakia. Uh, the Slovenian National Art Gallery's website is so cool. Like, in comparison to the Slovakian galleries, which I had to look at. They were all, like, I don't know, not as good as the Slovenian one. The Slovenian Art Gallery website, you can look at their entire main collection. You can just go there and look at the paintings, all of them. They're organized by, like, era. And so I went straight to the modern era, and I really, I found a lot of stuff which I really liked. I had a lot of fun flipping through all the paintings in the Slovenian National Gallery. And so a link to that will be included in the description. Yeah, I think that pretty much does it. Um, thanks for sitting through this incredibly rambly Slovenia lecture. Uh, get ready for an incredibly rambly episode of the Daniel K's Let's Plays Euro Truck Simulator series. This, I think, was a particularly rambly one. That's what I remember. I haven't edited it yet, but I think it's, it's like, all over the place. Like, I'm struggling to find topics. Oh, also, get ready for me to... Um, talk about uh, Austria and the cities of Austria in a bad, like, wrong kind of way. I got confused. I got Salzburg and Klagenfurt confused. So forgive me for that, please. But it kind of ties into Slovenia in, in an interesting way. I think I, I saw a shipment going to uh, Salzburg. You haven't heard this yet, but you will, and you'll know better than me. You'll have knowledge which I don't have when you hear me say that. I see a, a shipment for Salzburg... Uh, and I th I get Salzburg and Klagenfurt confused. I think that Salzburg is in uh, Carinthia, which is a region of Austria which borders Slovenia. But I'm wrong. Salzburg isn't Klagenfurt. There's no a statue of a worm in Salzburg. I'm, I'm thinking of Klagenfurt. Yeah, so get ready for that to be wrong. At one stage, uh, Slovenian forces just after the fall of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, they actually occupied and claimed Klagenfurt as a Slovenian territory. But then uh, the, at the formation of Yugoslavia, they gave it up uh, when the borders were just drawn differently, I guess. So yeah, for, for a second there, uh, Klagenfurt was Slovenian. So when you hear me go to Klagenfurt... Um, Unless I go to Salzburg. I kind of forget if I go to Salzburg or Klagenfurt. But think Slovenia. Ah, Slovenia. Ah, I wish I was in Slovenia. Ljubljana. Yeah. Oh, um... And, by the way... Uh... Leibach is Slovenian. If you've ever heard of Leibach... Which I had heard. I had heard of Leibach. I had no idea they were Slovenian. And they were tied in with the, um the like the movement of Slovenia out of Yugoslavia around the 80s and the 90s they're a big like anti-totalitarian message in their music so hey here's some Leibach Oh, I have no idea what Leibach are thinking, but I guess they're still cool. 
thanks everyone for listening to this endless ramble about Slovenia. Ah, Slovenia. Alright, good job, man. Yeah, I'm sorry to pull that on you. Holy fuck. Yeah, last time... Okay, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't do any more bullshitting around. We just gotta... Uh... Okay, so Graz is in the south of Austria. Linz is in the north of Austria. But, there's this tiny little... Oh, Vienna! <laughs> I was gonna say, there's this tiny little town just across the border of, of Bratis... Of Slova- Slovakia. But no, it's Vienna, the capital of, capital of Austria. What's going to Vienna? Because uh, it's such a short trip, it'd be like nothing to me. No, nothing's going to Vienna. They don't need anything from me. Ah, oh, those snooty Viennese. Alright, let's go to Gratz. Let's go to Gratz with sawdust panels. 7,120 euros, 21 tons. Just going to shift my laptop. Hope it doesn't mess everything up. No, everything's okay. Battery hasn't fallen out of the back of it or anything like that. Oh, but wait, what the shit? Oh. I don't know if I like the look of this. To get the sawdust panels, I need to go into rural Slovakia. It's not in Bratislava that I pick up the thingos. I've got to go all the way back up to the Czech border to pick up the panels. I don't know if I can be bothered doing that. What else is going to Graz? Peas. Oh, but that's half the price. Oh, not half. It's 4,800 euros. Fuck it. I don't care. No, yeah, I don't care. I'm taking peas. I'll take peas to Graz for 5,000 euros. I can't be bothered driving into rural Slovakia to pick up those sawdust panels just because it'll get me 7,000 euros. Like, what are you doing sitting there listening, thinking I'm not the laziest, most slovenly man on the entire planet? Oh, yeah, hey, guess what, listeners? I do not have my uh, USB steering wheel. So I, uh, I'm i going to be... Uh... Oh, where am I going? Which way do I go? Is it this one around the corner? My sat-nav is telling me... Oh, okay, it's just this one around the corner. Ah, oh, shit, 1% truck damage. Yeah, I backed into a wall. Yeah, I don't have my USB steering wheel yet. I went to cash converters and I bought one. Um... I begged my sister for one, but sh- no, they're using theirs. Apparently, playing this stupid game called Euro Truck Simulator or something. Um, and I went to cash converters. And I bought one for fifty bucks, and then I brought it home, and it was like not really working that good. And it had a couple bits missing, and I was like, "Oh shit! I didn't realize I had all these bits missing, and I couldn't get it to work when I plugged in it immediately." And I was like, "Ugh." I'm pulling the plug, and I took it back immediately, and I, I just got it, got my money back. Because I was like, oh, I don't think it works, and it's missing parts. And they're like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yep, okay, okay, sure. Yeah, here's your money back, you fucking prick. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. You know, get out of here. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And I haven't been back into that cash converter since. Um, <laughs> it was really awkward. It wasn't that bad, but it was still awkward for me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just using my old uh, mouse and keyboard. Uh, I've just entered the freight market. So yeah, w- w- the, the the point I'm making is expect crashes, expect uh, bingles, expect bumps, expect me to go the wrong way and drive off the road. 
and just have huge crashes, that kind of thing. Freight market, where's those peas? Give me the peas, give me the peas. Take the peas to Austria, please. Done, take job. I've got to go, oh, your trailer is ready. Proceed to trailer pickup. Trailer pickup mode. Ah, where are we going? Around the bend, around the warehouse, out the back of the warehouse, there's a big old trailer. There it is. Okay, this is a pretty easy one. It's just to drive past it in reverse kind of thing. This is something that I should be able to achieve with a minimum of effort. With a minimum of effort. Oh, spin the old camera around. Oh, my mouse isn't working that good. Need to find a better mouse pad. AKA a mouse pad instead of just this visual diary of the back thereof which isn't really working. I've done a really shit job of reversing. Okay, couple the trailer. Oh my god. If you could see the angle that I just coupled the trailer on, you would laugh at me. All you serious truckers listening. You'd be like, what is this guy doing? Alright, we're pulling the trailer. It's so big that I can barely see anything around it. Can I zoom the camera out? Oh, I just need to uh, do mouse wheel out a little bit to zoom out. Okay, cool. Engine malfunction? What the fuck is this? Engine malfunction? Visit a service center as soon as possible. I just got a notification saying engine malfunction. I don't want that. Okay, I can see a mechanics here in Bratislava. When is my job? I'm three hours away, in-game hours away. Hang on. Oh. oh, shit. Where's Chase Cam? There it is. Hang on. When's my job? Okay, I got eight hours to get to uh, Graz, Austria, and I'm three hours away according to the sat-nav. So we've got enough time to stop off at the mechanics. What is this? What is this engine malfunction thing? It's driving fine, but I'm, I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to drive to the mechanics, even though I've got a huge load. A huge shipping container loaded up onto me. Driving through Bratislava, just took a turn successfully, because uh, luckily no one was coming. I'm approaching a set of lights, I'm driving at 27 k's an hour, the lights have turned red, so I'm slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. Ah! Okay, totally stopped. I'm going to see if I can move this microphone around somewhere better. Where is it? How can I... Maybe like this? Oh, then it's kind of hard for me to, um... Maybe there? Is this good? Oh, about to change. There we are. I'm going. Turning left. That's good. This is a more natural kind of setup, I think. But I, I question whether you can still hear the game audio. Alright. Yeah, engine malfunctioning. Visit a service center as soon as possible. I can, I can, I can actually hear it struggle, and I could feel it struggle a little bit. Then, just gonna get in the left lane to turn left at this intersection to visit a service center. And I'll wait for these three cars to go through the intersection. Then I'm gonna turn across traffic. Uh, there we go. And there is the the truck mechanics over there. Just gonna bump up the volume to make sure you can hear stuff. Because I worry you can't now that I've. Uh, Move the mic. Okay. Oh, this is a sharp turn. But I'm managing it. Yes, sir, I'm managing it. Alright. I'm driving into the uh, service bay. There we are. To repair, upgrades, or paint your truck or trailer, press enter. My trailer? I can't. 
Okay, service, truck configurator, trailer configurator. Well, I don't own a trailer. Service, truck maintenance and repairs. A great driver always keeps their vehicle in top condition. What's going to happen here? Oh, damage report. My chassis, 14%. So that's going to cost me 2,700 euros to repair. My cabin, 11%. But fuck the cabin, that's fine. The cabin's going to cost me 2,400 to repair. Transmission. The engine. Now the engine is what's... The engine is what's giving me trouble. Right? So to repair everything would cost me uh, 6,600 euros. I'm just going to leave the... I mean, is the chassis important to repair? It does have 14% damage. Okay, let's just repair the engine, the transmission, and the wheels. So that's a total of 1,400 euros. We're going to leave the chassis and the cabin for later. That's fine. I don't give a fuck. I don't... Yeah, it's the, like the cabin is the least of my worries. I can live like a pig in a beaten down old old shack strapped to the front of a trailer I don't care the chassis I guess that's like the axles and all the wheels and stuff just based on the picture that it's showing me of what is actually damaged on the chassis but I can put that out of my mind a little bit longer repair done okay let's see if that stops the notifications coming up let's see if we can quickly paint our white truck something different uh cabin Where's the paint job? Accessories. Here we are. Paint job. Oh, custom metallic colors for 10,000. Custom color for 5,000. I can get like decals. I don't want any decals. I could get like a racing stripe. If I click on it, is it just going to buy it? Oh! Ugh! Looks like a shitty um, Hot Wheels Dodge Viper. So now it's my white Renault truck with like a double blue racing stripe down the middle. Bubbles? Oh, now it's like a water themed truck. Uh, custom color? Oh, and I've just got the standard Photoshop color change. I can make it a bright red truck. Oh, like a bright blue, a green, yellow. I think I'd go with a yellow truck. Yeah, I think... I think if I was going to change colour, I'd give myself a yellow truck. But what... What hue? Like a warm yellow? Maybe like a warm yellow. That's not bad. Slightly warm. Any white or grey? No, no grey. Dark? No. Mmm, I'm kind of tempted to waste 5,000 bucks and paint my truck yellow. I mean, I've, I've driven a white Renault truck this whole time. Fuck it, let's do it. Let's do it. Confirm order. Paint my truck up. Paint my truck up. Mmm, now I'm driving a garish yellow truck. Oh my gosh, how am I looking? Oh, not too shabby! The sun is gleaming off my yellow truck. I'm quickly taking a print screen. 
my gosh. Uh, give us a second, listeners. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I just did the old uh, print screen. Taking a little picture of my yellow truck. That's going to be in the thumbnail. Maybe even in the episode description. It's going to be the yellow truck episode. Wow. What a... What a... What a what a midlife life crisis Gina has had. Uh, <laughs> good, I'm happy with this. I'm actually really happy with my nice yellow truck. Uh, okay, time to dangerously uh, rejoin with the traffic. There we are. It's gone okay. No one's crashed into me. Uh, uh, the light is green ahead of me. I'm going to power on through the intersection. And we're going to leave Bratislava. Oh, there's a hot air balloon. I can see a hot air balloon over in the over in the distance. There's some big, like, factory silos here in Bratislava. Some big industrial plant. And we're just going under a rail bridge, which looks pretty cool. But way over in the distance, uh, past the wind farms, there's a hot air balloon just drifting gently. There's a big strata, strata cumulus cloud. One of the big ones with the anvil shape, kind of like a storm cloud, but way off in the distance. But pristine white, picturesque. Driving at 46 k's an hour in a 50 zone. And we are leaving Bratislava. And we're not getting any stupid notifications about our truck being dumb and broken. Oh shit, a stop sign! What? There should be lights here! This is a major intersection! This is crazy! Oh, okay. Okay, I'm gonna go halfway, even though there's a white car coming. Oh, I can't... My mouse isn't turning. My mouse doesn't work. I can't see if anything's coming the other way. Oh, blue car was. Oh, another yellow truck! What the fuck is this? I quickly print screened. Another yellow... Another bright yellow truck had to stop to let me past. Because my mouse wasn't working for a second. I really need a proper mouse pad. It just didn't register. It's one of those shitty laser mouses. It's an old laser mouse. Obviously didn't didn't think there was a surface underneath it for a second. And it wouldn't let me look to my right to see any oncoming traffic. Well, that's fine. We're good now. And we are uh, three hours and 15 minutes away from... Where are we going? Gratz or Linz? Linz? Gratz. I think we're going to Graz, aren't we? Yeah, Graz was in the south, Linz was in the north. Linz and Graz. Oh, it's 90Ks. I'm going to speed up. I was keeping myself to 50Ks, but I'm in a 90 zone now. So, brum, brum, brum. Skirt, skirt. Ah, Driving past a fenced-off area. Fenced off area of green lawn, and now I'm driving past a massive car park full of red and white and blue cars, all parked. Oh, this is the border. Okay, they're like border guards' uh, cars. Can I just drive through? I don't have to stop for anything. All right, this is the Austrian border. Now we're through the border. We had to slow down to 50 k's, and now we're in a 70 zone, even though the sign said 80. There's a blue water tower. Or uh, there's a grey concrete. No, it's a... Okay, no, the grey is like a latticework of steel and the blue is the like actual water tank that the latticework of grey steel supports. Yeah. Hey, did you all check out the Beckers like I told you to? Burned and Hiller Becker. 
Yeah, those photographers. German photographers of the uh, 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 thingy school. What's it called? Not um, not Heidelberg School. Thingy school. Uh, I've just come up against a left. I've got to turn left across a busy intersection and I'm not looking forward to it. Um, a thingy school. You know the school. Thingy school. What's it called? That school of photography? Come on. I said it right away when I when I recommended them last time. I just pulled it out of my brain. Um, Dusseldorf School. Dusseldorf School of Photography. Herbert and Hillebecker. Dusseldorf School. Lashy making tune. Sawmill key. Is it Dusseldorf School? I'm pretty sure it's Burton Hillebecker with the Dusseldorf School. Yeah. Shit, is it really Dusseldorf? Yeah, just just whatever. Just whatever school. Yeah, you, you looked into them. Cool. Why was I talking about that now? Oh, yeah. Um, no reason at all. Okay. We're on the road to Linz. Linz and Salzburg. I've actually been to Salzburg. I think. Salzburg is the one with the uh, statue of the Wyvern. Is that the Salzburg Wyvern? Salzburg is in uh, Carinthia, the region of Austria known as Carinthia, and there's like the Salzburg Wyvern, which is like a historical dragon. I don't really know anything about the Salzburg Wyvern, apart from that I've seen the big sculpture of it in Salzburg. Yeah, I've caught a train to and from Salzburg. Salzburg. Okay, I've got a complicated right turn coming up, where I've got to turn right, and then loop around to get on a big highway. And then I've got another two hours and twenty minutes of the drive before I get to uh, Graz. Yeah. So, what on earth should I talk about in that time? I can't update you on any uh, Final Fantasy progress because I haven't played Final Fantasy X since I last talked to you about it on the podcast. I'm still in... I'm in the ruins of uh, Zanakand, but just before the Zanakand uh, temple s- sphere puzzle. I'm right outside like the front door of the temple sphere puzzle, I think. I think? Yeah. Is that right? I think that's where I am, yeah. And uh, like, like I said in the last Euro Truck Simulator episode, I really enjoy a lot of things about Final Fantasy X, but here's my review. Are you ready for my review? When I quickly checked the walkthrough to see how far the game I was, and I realized that the next chapter of the walkthrough after I finish the chapter I'm in is preparations for final boss and final boss, I was like, oh, thank God, oh, thank God. I go, oh, my God, it's nearly over. That's my review of Final Fantasy X. Maybe this last chapter will, like, really nail it in, like, convince me that it's a stroke of genius. But, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the plot's totally totally good. But it hasn't been a, a, a thrilling joy ride. Yeah, not in comparison to Final Fantasy VIII and VII. Uh, which I played before this. Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Uh, I'm planning to... I've, I've recorded an episode. It was, uh... 
I've recorded an episode, it's sitting in my computer, the editing is finished, I just need to put the thumbnail together and then publish it, right? I played the worst game I've ever played. Uh, should I tell you what it is? Yeah, I totally should, because you've, like, chronologically it's already come out. Oh, Klagenfurt. Wait, was I getting Klagenfurt and Salzburg mixed up? Maybe it's Klagenfurt I've been to and not Salzburg. There's a beautiful castle over there. Oh, look at that beautiful castle. Quick print screen. Ah, oh, shit! Crash vehicle offense! Fuck! <laughs> that was literally me leaning over to take a print screen and smashing into the car in the right lane next to me. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah, maybe Klagenfurt is the place with the wyvern. Dan, editor Dan. Is it Klagenfurt? Or Salzburg, which has the wyvern, the big that 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 we've been to, you and me. Yeah, a hundred percent wrong. Salzburg's nothing to do with the state of Corinthia. Klagenfurt is the capital of the state of Corinthia. I don't think you've ever been to Salzburg. Maybe you passed through it. You have been to Klagenfurt. The Klagenfurt worm is a thing. The state that Salzburg is the capital of is the state of Salzburg. You dickhead. Okay, thanks, buddy. Yeah, well, that sure has taught me, hasn't it? Yeah, I sure did learn that now from you. Ah, oh, grinding up against the side of the fucking road. Going through a beautiful tunnel. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I recorded an episode. Uh, it was, like, four or five nights ago now. Um, of real lifetime. Uh, who knows when any of these episodes are going to come out. I don't. Uh, but in real lifetime, a couple nights ago, I recorded an episode of my podcast, and it, it hasn't come out yet, from my perspective. It's the worst game I've ever played. It's called uh, More Danganronpa Ultimate Despair Girls, I think is the what it's call, called. Or if I look at the, the box, it's called Ultra Despair Girls More Danganronpa, I think is the name of it. And I thought it was going to be a visual novel, like... All the other Danganronpa games are, but it wasn't. It was uh, the bastard child of two Frankenstein monsters turned into a horrible game cartridge, which is just... I find it uh, totally unplayable. Apparently, like, other people love it. Like, it it, it legitimately got a 90% review uh, from somewhere, uh, and then mixed reviews from everywhere else. Like, when you look up reviews for... Ultra Despair Girls Danganronpa More episode or whatever it's called. Like, some people love it. But uh, what I'm getting around to is I'm really kind of excited to play like a, a visual novel style game on the podcast because, uh, yeah, I think it should suit the format pretty well. Yeah, kind of like a text-based kind of thing. So it's, it'd be me reading out the what's happening and then making decisions and then the plot kind of uh, pro- oh, banging up against the side of the road, progressing depending on the, the decisions I make. But then also maybe if it has a full voice cast, which I have no idea if some visual novels maybe have full voice casts. Who knows? I don't know. Like, the audio of Danganronpa more more, uh, more Ultra Despair Girls, the audio sounded fine on the podcast. I was pretty convinced it wasn't going to because of how terribly tinny the PS Vita speakers were, are. But it, it turned out fine. Uh oh, Gina's tired. So we'll get to Gratz. Oh, that's a police car. Don't crash into that. 
I mean, that was a pretty close call. <laughs> Maybe I'll swap to cabin cam. Alright, let's go. Oh, shit, I can't see a thing. It's raining. The windscreen. What are the windscreen wipers? I've gone back to chase cam. Right, is it L? No, it was P, wasn't it? Let's do P. P, yeah, P was the wipers. And now what were the lights? I need to turn the lights on. K, J. Oh, J flashes them on. H. Oh, no. H is the horn. Oh, G is some kind of weird... Oh, it's the garage menu. One garage in Warsaw. How do I go back? Exit. Oop. Yeah, I got no idea how to turn my lights on. I should have them on. I think it's... Maybe M? Nope. M is the map. I do this every single time. N. L. Oh, it is L. I thought L wasn't it. But L is it. Okay, I got my lights and my wipers on, and I managed to not crash into the police car which was driving along next to me. Now you're just listening to an eerie silence. Um, whereas before you would have heard, like, the gentle grinding of the truck against the wall every now and again. Or, uh... Or... Or just engine noise kind of thing. Gears shifting, etc. Now it's deathly silence and Gina yawning in a kind of creepy fashion. Not her yawning. Like, like I don't think she sounds creepy or anything. But I think just the, the fact of hearing a woman's yawns disembodied as I drive along in this truck cabin. That's kind of weird. Uh, Alright, we're uh, 33 minutes away from Gratz, from making, uh, completing the delivery, and then finding a hotel, and then going to Sleepy Poos, and getting Gina the rest that she needs, so that she can successfully de what, deliver more, more stuff around Europe, more peas, more sawdust, you know, the important jobs that need doing. Okay, we've got a right turn coming up, so I better drift... Uh, dangerously into the right lane without any indicators because I don't know what the indicator buttons are. I used to have a mouse with indicator buttons on it, but I don't have it anymore. Oh, lightning flashed! It's like a full-on rainstorm happening, a howling windstorm. Oh, ho, ho, a howling windstorm. Oh, come on, me hearty! Time to quickly batten down the hatches! Oh, it's that howling windstorm on the way! We'll be blown to smithereens if we don't get ready for the big blow! Man, I hope you were able to find that uh, audio clip uh, relatively easily edited, Dan. But I doubt it. <laughs> I think, is that Wiggles Season 1? The Howling Windstorm? Yeah, shit. I love that. I love that saying. A Howling Windstorm. Should be a bigger thing. More people than just Captain Feathersword should, should refer to uh, storms as Howling Windstorms. There's Gratz. We're approaching Gratz. We've merged into a busy road. Truck is driving in front of me. A car is driving next to me. Nervously edging along at 46 k's an hour in an 80 zone. Because the traffic is built up around me and I don't want to do any crashing. Uh, yeah, we're coming into like the main Gratz road. Gratz Main Street. Uh, Gratz Avenue. Oh, flashes of lightning. We're now in a 50 zone. The truck in front of me. It's slowing down. You're getting tired. Oh, shit! Gina's eyes are closing. 
The screen got dark while her eyes closed. Oh, I'm screeching to a halt at a red light intersection. Come on, stay awake, Gina. Okay, the little bed indicator has turned red, and her eyelids are, like, drooping. Um, but we're five minutes away, and there is a hotel... Nowhere near, nowhere near where we're dropping it off. We're going to go for a bit of a drive after we drop this off. What happens if she passes out? What happens? I don't know. Engine malfunction? What the fuck? Oh, come on, I repaired the engine. Do you mean chassis malfunction? Is that what you mean, game? Is the chassis making the engine malfunction? I don't like the silence of the cabin cam. I'm swapping back to chase cam. Okay. Another red light intersection. Oh, it's green at the moment. Maybe I can get through it before it changes. I hope so. I'm going at 51 k's. Ah, yeah, sneaky car. Got out before. Before it should have had. Pulled around in front of me. I'm getting tired. I should find a parking place to rest. But I'm going to make this delivery. I'm one minute away. Oh, the thunder. Can you hear the thunder? Okay. Here's the uh, yard. I've got to turn right here into the uh, into the whatever it is yard. Uh, pro po- posped? No, LKW is the factory where I'm pulling in, or like the processing plant where I'm delivering these peas to. Okay, hit the following key to handle job delivery. Okay. I'm in a hurry. I'm going to skip the parking. Should I? Yeah, I'm going to skip the parking. Fuck it. Zero XP. Or maybe should I just play it safe? No. Fuck it. I'm in a hurry. Confirm. Excellent. I got an excellent score. And a level up. Ping! Level 7. I'm an enthusiast. Done. Uh, Oh, I get a skill point to spend. High-value cargo, fragile cargo, just-in-time delivery, eco-driving, long-distance, or dangerous cargo. I could... I'm either going to go more high-value cargo or more dangerous cargo. I've got two points in both already. I've got one point in long-distance, I've got one point in eco-driving. I've got none in fragile or just-in-time. Um... Because I don't really want to make longer distance journeys. Because I feel like the journeys I make already are the perfect length for me to do two of them in an episode. But if if I train in a dangerous cargo and high value cargo, I think I get a, a greater range of jobs to pull from in like a small area around a city where I'm in. So I'm going to go more... Maybe I could do explosives? Let's see... No, I've done explosives, and I've done uh, toxic or infectious substances. I could do corrosive substances, flammable solids, flammable liquids, or gases. I'm going to go with corrosive substances. Done. Train me up. Bang. I'm now trained in trucking corrosive substances in my truck. So let's quickly get out onto the roads again here in Gratz. And let's get to a hotel. ASAP. Oh, shit. How do I get out of here? Okay. Got to do a little reversey maneuver. I can kind of see where a hotel is down the road on my map program. 
I think I should be okay. I think I'm not going to do any passing out right this second. Okay, I'm pulling it. I'm leaving. Leaving the yard. Traffic's clear on the road. I'm getting out onto the road. I'm driving down here. There's an intersection, a red light, which I have to stop at. There's a truck in front of me. FLE. I feel like I'm worried about... Yeah, I know I'm getting tired. Oh, oh Gina's closing her eyes and the sky, like, the, the, the thing-o blacks out for a second. What is this green light flashing for? Okay, it's about to turn to red. Some weird European thing where the green light flashes before it changes to orange to indicate that it's about to turn red. This is a bit redundant, Europe. What are you doing, Austria? Maybe that's accurate, I don't remember. Oh, what is that car next to me? It kind of looks like my little Holden Astra, but it can't be because it's in Austria. It'll be a Holden Astria. Ah, oh, the light's green, I'm going forwards. Yeah, you don't get any Holdens in Austria. Do you? Uh, all my Austrian listeners, chime in. You don't have Holdens, do you? No. I'm at another red light intersection. The light is red. I have to turn right here to get to the hotel. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I worry about fixing my truck. Going to a mechanic and fixing my truck. Because if I if I fix my truck, I will have spent six thousand dollars, having just made four thousand dollars. Like I like I'll be doing negative. I'll be doing not good. I know I'm getting tired. Stop it. Oh, it's really oh, it's close. Okay, I'm in the hotel, the motel parking lot. There's a parking space, and there's all kinds of trucks. I'm just gonna park my beautiful yellow truck next to this red Scana truck, next to this blue Renault truck, following key to rest, enter, I'm getting some rest, oh, oh boy, listeners, that's a relief, okay, following key to, following key to rest, no, I don't want to do any more rest, I want to turn on my engine, turn on my light, and even though it is currently 1.50 a.m., on Saturday, so it's after midnight, it's the middle of the, the Gostan night, and it's pitch black around here in, in Graz, Austria. I'm still going to just go on the, the job market, the freight market, and I'm going to see what's out there. Freight market. Freight market from Graz. Okay, sawdust to Brno in the Czech Republic, Bruno. Uh, sandwich panels. Sandwich panels to Bruno. Precast stairs to Salzburg. Loaders to Linz. Office paper to Linz. Uh, sugar to Vienna. Carrots to Vienna. Wood shavings to Vienna. Dry milk to Klagenfurt. Where's Salzburg? Klagenfurt. Salzburg. I think Klagenfurt is... Where I went. I think Klagenfurt is the place with the Klagenfurt worm. Or Wyvern, or whatever it was. And not Salzburg. I don't know what the hell I'm, I'm doing. Ah. Yeah, okay, so I think if we go to... Maybe we'll go to Klagenfurt, and then from Klagenfurt we can get a... 
from Klagenfurt we can get a job taking us into Italy. Or should we go from Graz to Salzburg to Innsbruck and then from Innsbruck try and get a job into Verona, Italy? Because I don't want to go to Venice. I got something against Venice. I don't want to go to Venice. Oh, Milan's nice. I could go to Milan. Porcaroso goes to Milan. Um, yeah, let's go from Graz to Klagenfurt. Oh, Rotterdam. Where's Rotterdam? Oh, no, I can't go to Rotterdam. I was in the whole whole of Europe job menu. Okay, Salzburg, Linz, Linz, Linz. Vienna, 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 Klagenfurt. Dry milk to Klagenfurt. Let's do it. It's, it's a tiny little trip, so it only gets me 2,800 euros. But I like little trips. So let's set the GPS location to the place where I have to go to pick up the dry milk. Uh, it's just around the corner from where I am now. It's not exactly the same place where I was, but it's 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 pretty close. The same place where I dropped off the peas, I, mil- I mean. The dry milk factory is not the same factory as the pea processing plant. Okay, red light, I'm about to turn left. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that I thought I went to Salzburg when I went to Klagenfurt, because I'm pretty sure now it's the Klagenfurt worm. Right. Maybe I shouldn't second-guess myself. Maybe I was right the first time. Uh, I don't know. Hey, you know what video game I have been playing? Yeah. I can talk about this. I've started up Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Um, and I started playing it with my son for a bit. Because we've worked out a little system where I hold the nunchuck and he holds the Wiimote and then that way I can walk us around the world and he can interact with stuff by hitting the A button and that works out really well he can he likes when we're the wolf he likes to dig at the dig spots and get money uh, he likes to hit A to advance dialogue he kind of he doesn't hate swinging the, the Wiimote around uh, but it's not his favorite thing to do uh, and if I have the nunchuck and we're playing Twilight Princess, if we get any trouble, I just shake that nunchuck and, and Link does a crazy super swirl and, and just takes out all the enemies and stuff. Oh, that's the other thing he likes to do. When uh, when we're fighting the big monsters, with the Wiimote, you can hold down the B button. Um, and what's-her-face, uh, Midna, does the huge, great big hair attack. Joseph really loves doing that. So he's enjoying playing Twilight Princess with me. Uh... And, yeah, it's a game I'm really enjoying. I play it a little bit without him sometimes, and he doesn't mind, which is nice. Uh, And so where am I up to? Uh, I'm about to go into the Goron place. I've just gotten the iron boots from the old uh, Kokoriko village chief. And so now I'm going to go back to the Gorons, and I'm going to catch that Goron which kept on pushing me off the cliff. And it'll be all good. Oh, wait, what am I doing? Wait. Hang on. This isn't the... What am I doing? What's... What? Did the other job offer expire? Hang on, job market. Where's my dry milk? Freight market. Uh, Salzburg, Salzburg, Salzburg. Did I go to the wrong place? 
Oh, it must have expired. Shit. I can't believe it. I was just around the corner. Why did it expire? Alright, well, I guess we're going to go to Salzburg then. Fine. Precast staircases to Salzburg. Done. Whatever. That sucks. It, it expired. So let's take the uh, precast staircase job. Trailer is ready. Proceed to the loading place. Oh well. Maybe this is for the best. Klagenfurt. It probably would have just gotten me uh, from Klagenfurt to um, to uh, Venice. And I don't want to go to Venice. Yeah, no thank you. Venice? No thank you. But, uh, yeah, maybe Salzburg will take me to, uh, wherever else in Italy I'm allowed to go. Press T to couple the trailer. Trailer coupling. And now let's bugger on off for 3 hours and 58 minutes. Oh man, Austria is so big. That's such a big long trip all the way across Austria. From Graz to Salzburg. And what's going to happen with my engine? I'm going to have to stop sometime, maybe? Maybe I can get a go get away with not stopping. Speaking of not stopping... Oh, shit! Better stop. Yeah, waiting for traffic to slow down so I can dangerously pull out into this busy street. There we go. I'm behind a car carrier. Keep on engaging my parking brake because I became... Oh! Uh-oh. I've gotten wedged on a fence. A little pedestrian fence. My trailer is wedged on. So just slowly grinding the trailer off. Very slowly. Very slowly we're getting there. It's okay. Oh, watch out, car. There we go. Alright, there we go. Yeah, just took a little bit of a little bit of doing. A little bit of maneuvering, but we're okay. Okay, we stopped at a red light, we have to turn right. Yeah, Twilight Princess. Um, just in preparation for in a year, when I finished Twilight Princess, I went out and I bought uh, Skyward Sword, the other Nintendo Wii game. Because I, yeah, like I said in the last episode, I got my Wii, my Nintendo Wii out of storage. And I got some really nice recommendations from people. I think Michael Williams from the Duck Michael and Sarah Save Christmas podcast said hey, play this game and this game too, and I'm like, yeah, cool, that sounds good. I've started keeping my eye out for them, even though I don't remember what the titles were. But I've got it written down. Um, and yeah, I got some pretty good recommendations. Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario Galaxy 2, they were recommended to me. I bet my kid would like that, because he can do that thing where he just shoots crystals at the screen or something like that. Is that what, like, the second player can do? Anyway, uh, yeah, so I bought Skyward Sword, and I took it home, I was really excited to have made this purchase, which I might, uh, a purchase of a game which I might play in a year's time, and then I read on the cover, it needs a special Wiimote, yeah, super special Wiimote, it's like the advanced Wiimote, it's bigger and bluer than the original Wiimote, a really difficult, uh, 
right turn into an incredibly busy road. If I fuck this up, then my car is just going to get trashed. My truck is just trashed. But just through crazy random luck, I happen to have not gotten into a massive pileup. And we're on a great big main road driving through Austria now. Uh, yeah, so I'll need to go out and start looking for the special Wiimote. The super advanced Wiimote to play Skyward Sword with. Just do my pretty standard cash city, cash converters look around. You know? Go there pretty regularly, look around. Although I haven't been back to cash converters since I returned that steering wheel. I'm too embarrassed. Um, yeah. I might never go back. That the Midland cash converters, the closest, the closest pawn shop to me. Uh, I might never go back ever, just because of the embarrassment of having returned a steering wheel there one time and then being not that happy about it, and it being just a little bit awkward. They said, "Do you want some store credit?" And I was like, "Is that is that my only option? Do I have different options?" And they were like, "Well, yeah, you do have other options." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." And I'm like, yeah, we, uh, because there are, because this tiny little part here is missing, we, we should, like, we can actually give you your money back. Do you really want to do that? And I was like, yeah, give me my money back. And he was like, okay, I can do that. And I was like, get the fuck out of here, Dan, go on, get out of here and never come back. Uh, yeah, so I need to look for the special Wiimote. Um, what else was I going to say? You know what I did today? Do you remember in, I think, the last episode of Euro Truck Simulator, I talked about how I wound up in an op shop, and there were the manga adaptions of uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh, part one and part two. I think it's a three-part series, so I think I'm missing the last part, but I bought them for two bucks each. And that, it turns out, was a goddamn bargain, because they're a delight. They are delightful. Uh, it, it's a, a manga done by these two, I think these two women, maybe one is the writer and one of one is the artist, or maybe they both collaborate in both aspects. What is this, a toll road? Oh, shit. What is this bullshit toll road? Goddamn Sonny Corleone nonsense. What is this? I have to stop and pay a toll. Go through, you must pay 20, 20 euros. I guess that's okay. Cool. The boom gate goes up. Oh, my parking gauge is engaged. Parking brake is engaged. Yeah, we don't... I don't... Here in Perth, there's no toll roads. I think in Sydney... I know that in Sydney, there's a toll road. Like, I think to get across... Is, it, is that true? To get a go across the Sydney Harbour Bridge, there's a toll road? I think in Melbourne, there's a toll road. But here in the backwaters of Perth, there's no toll roads. And it seems like some weird... I don't know some weird, uh, I don't know, demi-capitalism, which I don't like the sound of, even though it's probably attached to, like, council, like, uh, I don't know, uh, national, I don't know, I don't know, I don't like, I don't, I don't like toll roads. Hey, uh, sound off in, in the, the, the social media response to this episode, if you strongly feel that toll roads are a good idea from a maybe a left-leaning socialist perspective because maybe I need my mind changed about it. But if it is bullshit, then fuck, I feel good about hating toll roads. The very idea. Um, 
Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, you remember I told you about the manga adaption? And it turns out it was really kind of charming and sweet and nice. And I really like it. I haven't finished it. I'm halfway through the first book. So Link uh, has just defeated... Oh, coincidentally enough, the big dragon who's messing up the Goron's time. But it uh, it's really sweet. Like, it's really nicely drawn. Link actually has emotions in the manga, as opposed to being a, a kind of, like, stony-faced cipher. Well, I guess that's not true. I guess you can, you can put a lot of emotion into Link. He, but... Like, it's it's more, he's more of a real human being in the manga, I guess. I guess is that a true true thing? Seems more like a little kid, is what I'm getting at. I think. Yeah, he seems more like a real little kid who's been put on this quest and is like, oh shit, ooh, this is crazy. What am I doing? And I kind of appreciate that. Uh, and the art style is kind of nice. But what I'm getting at is, uh, at the op shop, there wasn't just a uh, Legend of Zelda. What the fuck is this? What is this? There's another toll road. There's a second toll road. It's been two goddamn minutes. And I'm going to pay again? I have to go through another toll gate? Really? I don't believe it. Is this going to be another 20 euros? I've gone five feet. Okay, eight euros. What was even the point of this? Why stop traffic like this? Why goddamn... What is... What is the point? Ah. I mean, I know there's probably all kinds of really good points and reasons it's a really good idea. And it pisses me off. Um, yeah, so when I first went to the up shop and I bought the, the first two Legend of Zelda uh, mangaizations, there were also a bunch of other ones there. Uh, like one for... Um, I think there was one for the Four Swords, like Legend of Zelda and the Four Swords, and there was one for uh, Wind Waker or Wind Walker or whatever it is, whatever the Nintendo DS one is, and I was like, well, I've never played those games, so I don't want the manga adaption, and so I didn't buy them, and then it's been like a month since then, and every day of that month I've woken up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night thinking, you idiot Dan, come on, like there were two bucks each. This is such a niche, like a niche thing, and it's right, like, up your alley. Who cares if you haven't played the game? You probably will play the game sometime, and then you'll have the mangarization. And, you, hey, Dan, you probably know a bunch of people who would really appreciate that as a great gift, you fucking dickhead. What are you doing? You're looking down at, at these books, and they're two bucks each, and you say, no, I'm not going to get them. Think of all the nice people who you could have given them to who would have loved them. Like, what a fucking idiot I was. And then so I go back today, I get on the train, I make a day trip of it, I take my kid out into the city, we get a, uh, an ice cream, we go to the art gallery, we see uh, Vivian Bin's painting of a big egg, which is my son's favourite work of art in the whole world, uh, and then we go down to the op shop in Subiaco, little Subiaco op shops, the Salvation Army op shop, and I go in there. Nowhere to be seen. Of course, probably the next day someone was like, Oh my god, look at these! I'm gonna buy them all! And like, of course. Yeah, they would have been gone like maybe that same day. Why didn't I buy them? And then I waited for a month before I went back. I mean, Subiaco is far away. It was nice to walk through Subiaco, but it is mostly restaurants. 
you know, I was kind of looking for something to do. I ended up going into Dimmicks and just reading all the kids' books with my kid. Not buying any of them, just reading them all. And then looking through all the Marvel comics. I got a pretty good range of Marvel comics there. Oh, fucking hell! Guess what? Listeners, I got a Daniel K. Recommends. Yeah, what a what a what a moron I am, having left it all the way into this late 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 stage. Um, I I bought myself. I finally finally got around to doing something that I have uh, meant to do forever, and that is I got myself the first like issue of the Omnibus Edition or whatever, the first book of the Hellboy books by Mike Mignola, and fucking hell, Hellboy is an amazing comic book. Like, oh, that art style. What is he doing? It's like his, 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 like, it's like some magic spell made the book instead of a human being. Like, it's such a unique and beautiful style. I love it so much, and it's so subtle what it is. Like, yeah, Hellboy is just so good. So, so, so good. So I recommend reading the Hellboy comics. Daniel K has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes. I mean, I don't want to big it up too much. And, like, you read it and you're like, well, okay, yeah, sure, Dan, this is a comic book, whatever. But maybe it's just me who is so blown away by what uh, Mike Mignola does in his Hellboy comic. I'm doing a dangerous left turn while I while I do this whole spiel, but uh, yeah, it, it's so subtle. It's like the the shapes of everything that he draws, uh, the characters especially, their outlines, their silhouettes are so subtly simplified, down to these like smooth curves, in a way that is really interesting to me and then the internal detail is um it's also really nice and kind of it's like it's like an iceberg yeah Mike Mignola's artwork is like an iceberg and that's kind of separate from the simplification of the silhouettes the simplification of the silhouettes is something really interesting and subtle which I find really kind of exciting and and like I love looking at. I love it so much. Uh, but like, there's a whole nother aspect to Mike Mignola's uh, artwork on Hellboy, which is like this iceberg thing, where he must do all kinds of like crazy pencil work, right, to like map out the space that he's drawing as a 3D environment and where everything is. And then when he goes over it with his uh, ink layer. Uh, like he he uh, I don't know like it's so simple what he does he sort of gets rid of so much of the information that is there well, like he, he doesn't he so much of the information that is obviously there he doesn't use in the inking and so what you get is this such, like such a real spacey feeling of like real shadows and, and like real depth and distance in an incredibly simple artwork. Um, yeah, I, I really like uh, Mike Mignola's Hellboy books, and I recommend you get into them. Uh, yeah. I realise... I Like, I bought that first Hellboy book, uh, and it cost me 40 bucks. And that was kind of, like... 
that graded with me a little bit uh, because I'm a really big fan of just how many comic books there are in libraries these days. Um, like right next to right next to Hellboy, uh, a book I bought was uh, All Star Superman, which is a comic book that I have uh, been meaning to read for a long time. I've had a, a couple of different people say All Star Superman is a really great comic book to to read, and it's really interesting and and yeah, good. Uh, maybe like the best Superman comic book that you can read, but uh, I didn't buy it because I know that. Uh, in my state, uh, here in Perth, uh, there's a library which stocks uh, All Star Superman. I, I I went on the on the uh, on the library catalog uh, websites, the website that has like a, cata- a cat like a you know all of the library catalogs. It's got them all catalogued, and uh, I uh, I looked up All Star Superman. And if I just do a little bit of driving, if I go for a 20 minute drive up north, I can get to a library where my library card works and I can just get it out and read it. And so it's not really worth me spending 40, well, 50 bucks on All-Star Superman when I can just drive and get it. I don't think I can take a train. Maybe I can take a train. Maybe I'll make that another day trip. I'll go out with my son on the train up north to the library and get All-Star Superman. Hey, I'll, I'll let you know next time. Next episode of Euro Truck Simulator. Uh, here we are turning right off the main highway. We're approaching Salzburg. We're 18 minutes away from the city centre. Um, yeah. Who was it that recommended All-Star Superman? I think uh, on the Weekly Planet podcast, they talk about it as being a really great book. And also on Serious Issues, that podcast. I want to save the Weekly Planet uh, podcast and Mr. Sunday Movies YouTube channel for its own special recommendation because I've got a lot to say about how how enjoyable all those things are and I don't want to just stick it at the end of this kind of uh, n- nonsense uh, sort of a train of thought long, long, long interstate train of thought that has been going on. Like, I want to make it kind of more of a special thing. Uh, so I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk any more about the Planet Broadcasting, uh, pod, podcast. Um, the Weekly Planet, that's what it's called. I'm not going to talk any more about the Weekly Planet or Mr. Sunday Movies YouTube channel, but, uh, rest assured, both of those things will appear very soon in a Daniel K. Recommends, and you can hear my thoughts on them and why you should be listening and watching to them. Yeah. Oh, Salzburg discovered. Awesome. Wonderful. Uh, there's a red light stopping me from advancing. There's what looks like a... It's like a sporty convertible in front of me. It looks just like... What is that? It could be an Audi. Like a sporty Audi. Um, oh shit, this is a really tight right turn. What are they thinking? How do I even do this? Oh my god, is it going to be okay? Okay, no, it's fine. Hey look, there's an Alfa Romeo, a blue Alfa Romeo. Like a little hatchback. Um, I like Alfa Romeos a lot. I find them really charming. Uh, and here we are. Wait, I've turned into the... Into the trucking yard. I'm going to do the job delivery. And I'm going to do the where do you need it. For only 40 XP. I've got to do like a full on. 
Oh, this is... This is like a really hard one. I've got to do a full-on turn around and then reverse into the spot. In a really, like, tight space. Oh, shit! Oh! Oh! Ooh, that was close. Um, how am I going to do this? Oh, this is going to be a... It feels like this is going to take forever. Okay, while it's happening... Oh! Oh, this sucks. Okay, while it's happening, I'll do a little bit of a recommend. Oh, Daniel K has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes. Oh, Daniel K has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes. Daniel K has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes. Uh, if you've got a three-year-old kid and you've got an Xbox 360, then I really need to recommend that you buy the game uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Because it's a good game. I like it. It's not my favourite racing game of all time, and I'm not really a racing game kind of guy. Not at all. Like, But it, it's like, from what I've seen of all the Need for Speed games, I feel like that one could pretty much just be objectively the best one. Uh, but what it is, is it's my son's favourite video game of all time, and it surpasses just the video game category. It might be one of just his flat-out favourite things of all time. Like... Need for Speed Most Wanted is my son's goddamn jam. Like, he loves it so much. Uh, and it's gotten to the stage where he's got... He now has a... He's got a favourite car now, like in real life. Uh, his favourite car is a Porsche Carrera. Uh, and I could... I could I could buy uh, one for two and a half hundred thousand dollars. Uh, but he like he loves the Porsche Carrera just like organically on his own. I I I don't really like Porsches that much, but for some reason the design of that car when we drove it it really spoke to him, and it was like oh this one, like he really wanted this one. It whenever we saw it on the side of the road, you can get into the cars if you're driving along in Need for Speed uh, Most Wanted, and he was like this one, this is mine, this one, and I of course get in the car. Uh, there's a a. He now knows exactly what a Shelby Cobra is because there's a Shelby Cobra in that game, uh, and it's, he's, I've, I've bought him a few little model Shelby Cobras and Porsche uh, Porsche 911s and Porsche Carreras, uh, and what else? A Ford Mustang. A lot of cars which I don't really like. Not a big Ford Mustang guy, but my son loves them now. Uh, so if you've got a young kid, then honestly. Um, Need for Speed Most Wanted is a great game to play for them and f to have them kind of enjoy and get involved in. Uh, and also it's fun even when you're just on your own unlocking all the all the upgrades for your cars. Okay, cool. I just finally parked in the T to decouple. Ah, So I guess that's like a second Daniel K recommends. Yeah. And here we are having delivered the stuff to Salzburg. And get a little bit of XP, uh, 375 to be exact, and I get 6,156 euros. So we're, we officially made money this time, which is good. Um, 
Should I quickly do the thing I always do? Look, here's what I'll do. I'm gonna save the game. Save game. Uh, Gina01. Save. Um, hey, well. Hang on. Gina is still in her first week as a truck driver. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just going to go out driving through Salzburg and I'm going to see what kind of buildings there are around here. Maybe there'll be a labor agency, a job job agency, or maybe there'll be something else. What do I do? Hit map. Can I zoom in to Salzburg? Plus, plus, plus. Oh, there's a question mark here. Plus. Euro goodies. <laughs> There's a company here on the map called Euro goodies, which makes me really happy. It's a fun. That's a fun sentiment. Das goodies. Der goodies. I don't know, but I'm gonna. I know. I'm gonna drive to. There's like a a an establishment. A business which is just like a question mark. I don't know what it is. I have to go drive to, to find out what it is. So I'm going to go do that now. Uh, I've turned left. I've stopped at some lights. Man, it's good. I think this yellow truck thing is a good move. I'm happy with my yellow truck. I like my yellow truck. Uh, yeah. And it's really good to drive it around with no trailer on the back. Because, Jesus, that thing's huge. And it really kind of messes things up as far as going around corners goes. And now I'm trailerless and I'm just cruising through the city. Oh, I can't turn left from here? Oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. That's okay. It looks like I, I'm going the right way anyway. It looks like it wasn't where I thought it was. It was where it's actually easier for me to get. Which is good. DAF. Is this just a truck? Let's look what DAF is. DAF truck dealer. Oh, it's a truck dealer. I don't care about a truck dealer. Do I? Let's see what DAF trucks are like. The truck dealer's closed. Ah, shit. Well, that's it, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>
a friend to a, the aquarium, high-fiving your mom, looking at marbles, glasses. Mache camel. Camouflage pants leaking from the butt. Terrifying news. 69ers.
Oh shit. Uh I never stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs>